0: Hello, hockey fans. Welcome once again to another episode of the Vegas Hockey Podcast. I'm Mark Warner, along with Chris Lisa, who is not with us this evening. Um, We had to come on and do a little bit of something-something. Say goodbye to Coach Gerard Gallant, relieved of his duties this morning in Canada. Um, I'm not seeing too many people online that are happy about this. I'm not happy about this. I don't... um, I'm not going to pretend to understand uh, the decision. Kelly McCrimmon uh, maybe doesn't understand it himself based on the press conference because he said all he can say is that he had a feeling that it was time for something to change. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't think he knows what that means. Um, I know Jar Galantz, head coach the All-Star Game, I think if he's good enough to coach in the All-Star Game, uh, he's good enough to coach the Vegas Golden Knights in my book. Um and then just a slap in the face to the fan base to bring in clown coach Peter DeBoer. Um, I'm not gonna mix my words here. Um, I, I I I I was throwing my tools at work. I don't know what uh <laughs> I don't know what this is. There now I I think that there was half truth and non truth in, in the, the little presser and uh That Kelly McCrimmon gave there's I doubt I have strong doubts that this all came together in 24 hours Uh, anyone who follows sports knows if if there's a a, a gut feeling that the coach needs to go now um, you hire an interim coach and you undergo a coaching search and you interview candidates and you make a decision based on those interviews that's how things work. Um, it's it's befuddling to me that that they think I would believe that, oh, yeah, we just gave him a call in the last 20, you know, after Buffalo game, we just gave Pete a call, and he's going to show up here in Ontario tonight. Um, this all came together in 24 hours. I, I, I'm not buying that. Um, I don't have to pretend that I do. This is... Uh, my podcast. <laughs> um, it, if you feel like it's time to make a change, fine. Uh, but there's, um, I guess you're not going to say you've been working with with uh, Peter Poor behind the scenes for a couple weeks now because whatever, right? Um, usually, if there's a 24 hour period where you d- decide to change your coach and there's this guy down in chicago named rocky thompson who runs the rookie camps uh, groomed to understand the vegas golden knights way you know what i'm saying you bring him up as interim head coach um and then undergo a coaching search is how things you know would work so i i To me, that's a slap in the face. That's um, I don't believe this happened in the last 24 hours. It's it's kind of ridiculous that you would go through contract negotiations and uh, in like a 12 minute phone call, and uh, go get a visa and blah blah blah. Um, Pete DeBoer, in my opinion, is an awful hockey coach. He, I mean, he was fired a month ago because he had a team that was expected to contend for the Stanley Cup in the San Jose Sharks and they were underperforming drastically and he was terminated uh lost the room whatever whatever you want to call it um i don't um I don't know. I I'm at a loss for words this evening. It doesn't make any sense to me that you would you would get rid of uh I I do any I anyone listening to the show knows um the There has to be something behind the scenes here where there is a a conflict of personality or (coughs) something's been brewing. This isn't like they said, oh, it all came down in 24 hours. That's a line of crap. I'm not buying it. This is a team that is three points out of first place in their division. The head coach is going to the all-star game. Um they came home on on the uh, seven game homestand. It came in like a lion, went out like a lamb. I guess if you want to look at it that way, it wasn't the most successful homestand, but it was a four and three homestand. Um, and you, you go to Buffalo and and you, my my buddy at work, uh, looked like the, said the Knights were playing desperate. Look like when you you you're holding something and you drop it and you're shaking around in your hand trying to grab it and you can't really get a hold of it and it's almost there and you can't grasp it. He said that's what the Golden Knights look like in Buffalo. I can't disagree with him. Um they played good hockey for long stretches of the game, but the and I I myself, last week when they give up three goals, three goals, four goals in a row, uh, in the first period, said something's broken with this team. I don't um I don't know if it was broke to this extent, but and um I I was looking up a few things. Okay, twenty four, nineteen and six. It's a five fifty one winning percentage. Um <coughs> excuse me. Tied for a wild card spot. They're I'm trying to find where it was at here. Hold on just a second. Okay, here we go. Um Third in the league in Corsi, um, first by a wide margin in expected goals at five on five. Weighted for shot quality at one hundred and six point nine three, but our twelfth in actual goals with ninety eight. Um, that means the players aren't finishing their shots. We know that they've had a problem finishing their shots all year. At one point or another, every Golden Knight has been struggling this season with, with finishing their shots. Patch ready at the start of the year was hitting two or three posts a game, it seemed like. Um and and he came around and he's he's been on fire lately. Stones struggled. Carlson's in the midst of a slump. Um Riley Smith has probably been the most consistent scoring forward, and he's had his droughts this year. But the the coaching, the system, um, is is effective. With I mean, effectively shown uh, by being third in Corsi, um, first in goals expected, and they have the number twenty four shooting percentage. It's seven and a half percent. They're second in the NHL in scoring chances, twenty second in goals scored. 17th in the NHL in goals per game. 3.02. Um, these stats are coming out of an article. I'll give full credit here. Greg, Greg Wyszynski's article posted up on ESPN. So there you go. Um, I'm not even going to get into what he goes on. Okay, what's the board going to bring? Um, I don't no and i don't care <laughs> um i'll tell I, I i don't have much more to say on the subject i don't want to get if you if i had done this podcast at uh let's just say around 10 o'clock today it, it'd be a, a lot spicier if you will i understand that coaches um are fired in sports but this this doesn't make any sense You're you're in a playoff spot. You're 3 points out of hosting a home playoff series in the first round. Making the playoffs for the third consecutive year as a fra- <coughs> excuse me, as a franchise. 2 years removed, you know, I'm not going to go through the history, Two, Stanley Cup, Jack Adams, jargon's a, a fine coach so maybe there maybe there's something where where him and mccrimmon didn't get there's something else involved they said it was purely a co, uh, a performance issue i guess that's in response to the bill peters incident and the dallas incident that now you have to say that uh, jargon wasn't abusing his players or whatever I, I don't know what that that comment is supposed to mean um purely a hockey decision whatever um Maybe it's just a matter that, that um, McCrimmon and him didn't see eye to eye. But you have to understand, it was management that built this team and sent him into the season with uh, two 7-8 defensemen in Marilyn Holden and a rookie defenseman and in, in the offseason traded away a bona fide 4-5 defenseman in Colin Miller because management had given... Stone nine million and patcherati six and a half million and Stasny, six and a half million and and so on and so forth down down the line and they boxed themselves into a salary cap corner and made changes um to the to the roster I, I, trade away aracola and forced Gallant to play a lot of players and and you know what there's been a lot of injuries on this team. I'm not making excuses, next man up, blah blah blah, but if you don't have the depth and you don't want to bring up Zekoff and you don't want to go to Chicago and bring up someone to replace Marcia show and I mean coach plays John Merrill as a forward in a game, and then that that that's the depth and the construction of this team right now um to me i if you've listened to the show before, there's nowhere near um They had a real bad slump early in the season and my co-host Chris says, oh, what's your panic? It was about a five. I wasn't... The hockey season is... This seems to me like a move by people who don't understand the game of hockey and I know George McPhee and he's a brilliant hockey mind and I know Kelly McCrimmon is a brilliant hockey mind and... George McPhee surrounded himself with brilliant hockey minds when he staffed that front office. Um, But it just seems to me like it's just a a victim of expectations rather than just the eye test and the visual feedback of what the product you've assembled for Coach Glant to coach. Um, It is a team that has trouble finishing it's a team that creates a lot of chances and gives up chances the other way and we've seen recently and i'm not taking a jab at mark andre Fleury. I, i please don't take it that way he hasn't been his best since the passing of his father and it's completely understandable that's how when you give up those chances going the other way and you've got seven eight defensemen um that should be in the press box. Trying to stop Jack Eichel coming down the left wing. And he's one of the ten best players in the world. He scores. They lose in Buffalo. It's not a panic moment. Fire the coach. Fire the fire Kelly. Getting th- this team to play together with chemistry, it consistently, with. The injuries they've had and the, the trouble that Mark Andre Fleury has had, has been a growing process from the start of the year. Everyone saw the first two games against the Sharks, and and they came out high emotion, high fire, smoked Martin Jones, smoked Aaron Dell, and uh, I don't know if people thought they were going to win every game this season six to one, five to one, eight to nothing, whatever. A, a season is is a process, and it's a growing together when you're playing tuck he's a right winger you put him up on the first line left wing this is more for i guess you would say new hockey fans the the chemistry has to be there and if it's you know if carlson flips it over to the left side and and tuck is a half a stick length away from where marcia show might be on a pass okay that's a turnover it's going the other way i mean i guess what i'm saying is i don't think gerard Gallant should have been relieved of his duties as the coach of the vegas golden knights i'm not a fan of pete DeBoer as a coach um i don't think he brings anything to the table that um gerard Gallant didn't so they my guess is this has been brewing for quite a while. I I said I don't in summary, I don't believe the press conference. I think this has been going on behind the scenes and I think I even think that maybe uh somehow word got into the dressing room and the last four games or so of the home tan that they were pressing, trying to play for Gerard Gallant's job. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were tanking it. Um this is just speculation. But I, I I I tweeted out today dumbest decision in the history of sports. I don't understand why you fire your coach when you're a game out of first place and you're an exp- look, you're an expansion team. The original goal fully stated back in two thousand sixteen was playoffs in three, cup in six. That was the goal, right? Well, because of Gerard Gallant and some players that aren't here anymore, um, they were able <laughs> everyone knows the first season, how it went and how it ended. Last year they got hosed, not a major, um, and then choked on the penalty kill. <laughs> Excuse me. Two things are possible at once. They got hosed by the call and they got – and they choked on the penalty kill. Uh, Marsho always loved Marshall for tying that game up and giving the boys a chance. Um, but it doesn't change the fact they were hosed on the call. Um, and this year they're right in a playoff position. And uh, I, I am at a loss to words to explain it. Um, the The boys have some, you know, soul-searching to do. There's, there's the process you go through and you're putting your team and you're going through the season and, and um, finishing – your chances is something that this team has been struggled with. It wasn't because of a coaching system. It wasn't because of, um, you know, the, the, the chatter and the, and the, oh, we didn't come out ready to play and this and that. Um, yeah, whatever. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just about done here. Um, so I guess we'll see, um, I guess we'll see how this plays out. Um, I, I will say one thing. I've been in Las Vegas for 31 years. I was here when the Rebels won the championship. I saw how Tarkanian and UNLV captivated this town, filled the Thomas and Mac, 18,000 people strong, going crazy, couldn't get a seat. It was the place to be and the place to be seen thomas and mac during rebel games um and then the university decided they didn't want tarkani around anymore ncaa troubles whatever now they can't put a a, they, they can't win a game they haven't been in the ncaa's in who knows how long i don't even you know who cares the rebels would have relocated if they weren't a college they'd have been long gone they can't even probably fill the cox pavilion which is a smaller arena next to the thomas and mac that holds four thousand or so maybe if that much um so this one i i this town will 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 run through brick wall for you if you earn their loyalty And they'll turn their back on you and never look back if you break that loyalty. I'm just saying that. It's happened with the rebels. um, It's happened with entertainers that that, uh, were were Vegas beloved and whatever reason. um, This town will die for you and it'll kill you. And that's just how Las Vegas is. So... I'm just saying, if this doesn't work out, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be pretty at T-Mobile. Fans are fans. That's fine. Um, Don't piss off Las Vegas. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I'll have a little more uh, balanced perspective by Saturday night when Chris comes back and we do the next show. I doubt it. Um, I'll probably be more set in my ways, but for anyway, um, we're gonna call this a day. It's not a good day in in the Vegas Golden Knights land. Um, like I said, I don't I don't know how else to put it. Um, anyway, that'll do it for Mark on Mark. I'm gone. 18- plus.